Hey team, happy Monday and welcome to the Ladies Best Life podcast. I hope you're feeling awesome. I hope February has started well for you. So today we're talking about fat loss fundamentals. So I'm going to teach you everything that you need to know about losing fat. Well, maybe not everything, but we'll cover as much as we possibly can. So I want to just, before I go into it, I want to give you a bit of an insight into how we approach this in the coaching club. We do a thing that's called move the needle. And the reason for this is because a lot of people go from zero to hero. So they join a program or they start a diet or they join a gym and they go from doing nothing to trying to do it all amongst spinning all these other plates in life. And then they're like, whoa, I can't keep this up. So they crash and burn. And people have this desperation to make changes tomorrow rather than just committing to the long game and knowing that the kind of focus that we need to have is where will we be or where do we want to be by the 31st of December, 2022. Okay. It's not about the end of February. It's not about June even. It's literally like, where do I want to be by the end of the year? So when we take that pressure and expectation of ourselves, we realize that this moving the needle is one, the only way that actually works. And two, the best way to do it so that we don't overwhelm ourselves. So What you need to consider when it comes to losing fat is fat is different to weight. So weight is our muscles, our bones, our water levels, inflammation, body fat, organs, (laughs) all of those. And body fat is just body fat. So body fat is the thing that means that maybe after COVID, you you, or since COVID began, because we're not quite out of it, are we? But, you know, um, maybe your genes don't fit you anymore because you've gained body fat, okay? It's probably doubtful that you've gained an extra bone. <laughs> so it will be body fat coming from somewhere. Um, and But equally, like there's things like bloat that can happen. So if you're stressed, um, if you're eating poor foods, like we can gain a lot of bloat, all right? Which actually isn't body fat. So there's different things to consider. So this is why inside the coaching club, I do say that the ladies can weigh if they want to every Saturday or every other Saturday. But if they start losing their shit about it, so if they hop on the scales and you can see, because we also do measurements and progress pictures, if you can see that they've shrunk, so we can see that there's more of a gap between their waist and their arm, um, they're tightening up around their legs and all these different things, maybe a bit of a kind of a reduction of the body fat just above um, above or below the bra line the body is losing fat, okay? But because fat and weight is different or are different, the scales just haven't reflected that yet, okay? And that can happen. So if we talk about myself, for example, so I was in a calorie deficit for a good amount of time, probably three months before the scales started to change. And it's sometimes called the whoosh effect, all right? And if you Google it, you'll see what I mean. And basically that can mean that there's some changes going on um, in terms of the reduction of body fat, maybe the increase um, of muscle as well and hydration. So you've got more muscle, more water, but body fats come down. Therefore, the scales have kind of balanced out for a little bit. Then all of a sudden, if you continue on that road, it can then just be like whoosh and drop straight down. And it did this for me. So for the first time in probably about five or six years, I'm sub 60 now, 60 kilograms. And that has not been the case for probably 
like I said, at least six years, I would say. All right. And I had this limiting belief that I couldn't get below 60. It doesn't really mean anything to me. I'm, I wouldn't be asked if I went back over it, but it's just a, a weird limiting belief. So we need to basically not just be focused on the weight side of things. And if the weight throws you off, then we need to eliminate it completely and just stick with what do I look like? So take progress pictures and my measurements. Okay. So it's also important to add in here that we need to enjoy life along the way. Okay. If you're massively restricting, like I said at the beginning, you're going to go from zero to hero, restrict like crazy, and then crash and burn. So we need to keep roughly an 80 20 rule. Now, I'm going to give you a few tips into how to lose body fat. Okay. Because it's fat that you actually want to lose, not weight. All right. The first thing is that I would recommend is out of all of these things, we need to consider which one will bring us the most benefit, if you like, as well as enjoying it the most. Or can it be fitted in easily to your life? Because we want to go down the path with least resistance to begin. So step one is to get your exercise in. Now, I'm going to put a side note there, and I want you to think about NEAT instead of workouts. So NEAT is what's called, brace yourselves, non-exercise activity thermogenesis. All this means is getting your steps in, being active. I've got a standing desk. I go for a walk in the morning, a walk in the evening. I've got a dog, so kind of goes <laughs> without saying. Um, but it's the movement that you do throughout the day that isn't intentional exercise, okay? It's not like going to the gym and doing a workout. Often people put their trackers on and, you know, they're like, oh, I burnt 600 calories. Trackers are hugely out, uh, they're hugely wrong when it comes to calories. Okay, calories burnt. So it could say you've burnt 600 calories, but actually it's probably more like 300. So if we can be active throughout the day, that's great. So if you're currently getting 2000 steps in, you're not going to aim for 10,000. You're going to aim for 3000. Okay. And that's what I mean. Like it needs to be super slow. So option one is neat. It's getting your steps in. It's being more active. It's not sitting on your bum so much. And it doesn't need to be the recommended 10,000. It's literally just increasing it a little bit. Option number two is now this isn't directly going to help, but it will give you more energy and hopefully it will swap. So increase your fruit and vegetables, especially vegetables. Now, if you're eating the way that you're eating and you're adding in fruit and veg and you're not swapping it out, for example, um, you're not, so you're simply, you're just adding in five, five fruit and veg. Maybe you're not having any so far. You are actually adding calories, which will then probably increase um, your weight because you're not taking anything out as a result. So savvy little swaps could be instead of having, I don't know, some sort of like sugary cereal bar in the morning, can you have a banana? Yeah. Um, Instead of having a huge bowl of pasta with your meatballs, can you reduce that by half and increase the vegetables there? So it's making savvy little swaps that you hardly notice, okay? Because fruit and veg will, is really good for us. It makes us feel amazing, gives us energy. It nourishes us, whereas carbohydrates, not so much, although it still is good to have them. And you're also going to still be full because you're not completely getting rid of the carbohydrates and you can kind of dose up as much as you want on the fruit and vegetables, not so much the fruit, definitely more so the vegetables. So fruit and veg is a good thing to focus on because it will bring up your energy levels. It will optimize your health and it will also 
reduce the calories slightly. Now, what you can do from this point is actually start to look at your calories a little bit. And there's an, a website that's called the TDEE calculator. Total Daily Energy Expenditure is what it is. And it's a calculator online. Now, if you go to the TDEE calculator, put in your information, say whether you're active or not. Um, you can put in your age, your uh, height, weight, and all that, all that wonderful information. Now, once you've calculated it, you need to scroll down on the page and look for the cutting calories, okay? If you're struggling with this, then just let me know and I can help you. It's pretty self-explanatory. Now, this is gonna give you the calories that you need on a daily basis in order to drop a pound a week, if you like, whatever your goal is. This, I would say shouldn't be done in within the first kind of three months of your journey, okay? Because this is quite a lot because not only have you now got a calorie target, you've also got to get used to counting calories, okay? So although this can be something I would recommend and I do recommend inside the coaching club, I think steps one and two, get your steps in, become more active, do the things that you love to do to move your body, is step one, in my opinion, then start looking at optimizing your health. So um, more water, more fruit and veg, um, swap some heavier carbohydrates for um, vegetable options instead. Even looking at things like if you're having a glass of wine each evening, can we swap that to every other evening? Can we swap it to, um, you know, wine one evening, gin and uh, gin and light tonic the next so that you're reducing the calories? It's all about being savvy. I think if you go straight into the TDEE and logging on MyFitnessPal, that's a lot of pressure to add to already spinning the plates. But then also you've got to like, where do you go from there apart from reducing the calories down and down and down and down? OK, so that's what I would recommend. But later on down the line, and I would definitely start with steps number one and two. Now, finally, what you can start to do again further into the future is start focusing on your macronutrients. OK, so that is things like protein, carbohydrates, fats. All right. And getting the targets on those. Now, fat loss is aided by higher protein. So the higher protein you have to a degree is going to help you on your weight loss journey because protein is great for our hair, skin and nails. It also keeps us fuller for longer. OK, often people, what you see these days is they have high carbohydrate, high sugar diets. OK, so they're getting hundreds of grams of carbohydrates in every single day and such a high amount, probably 60, 70 grams of sugar every single day. So if we can just make some savvy swaps and you can actually do this in the very beginning of your journey without thinking about numbers, you just go, right, I'm currently having not much protein. So chicken, any meats, um, tofu, so substitutes for meat, beans, pulses, eggs, yogurt, what else is there? Milk. There are lots of high protein foods that often get neglected. So you could actually say, right, after this, I've decided I'm going to start to move my body more. I'm going to go for a five minute walk or whatever every single day. And I'm going to add one portion of protein into my diet. OK, then you could say after a couple of weeks of bossing those two, now I'm going to add an extra portion of veg vegetables into my day. All right. So can you see how this is that slow moving the needle? All right. It is what it takes for you to create sustainable long term change. It is slow. It is steady, but it's the only way to get there. So if we put all of that into a nutshell, in order for you to lose weight, we need to increase our movements. OK, we want to go from moving very little 
to moving moderately, okay? 20 to 30 minutes of movement per day if you can. From there, we need to optimize the fruit and vegetables, so increase those along with the protein. And then it's all about reducing the calories slightly over time, not going from zero to hero, but slowly knocking them down over the coming weeks and months. Now, all of those things can't be really done if we're exhausted. So sleep is the final point that I want to add here. So we want to optimize that sleep hygiene. We want to look at, are we on our phones till 11 p.m. and then trying to go to sleep and then having disturbed sleep? Are we having caffeine after 1 p.m. in the day? Um, are we waking up and going straight on our phone? So if your sleep is poor, I think even first point of call is how can we generate some energy? How can we optimize that sleep a little bit better? And there are so many ways that you can do this, some of which I just suggested, but I would definitely look at starting with um, that if your sleep is really bad. Now, if you've got insomnia, if sleep has always been a thing and it's just something that you can't resolve, then don't stress about it. You know, we can still do the other things and make a significant change whilst keeping sleep as it is. And to be fair, increasing your water and your fruit and vegetables will massively help with your energy levels throughout the day. So I hope that's been helpful. And if you've got any questions, please fire them across to me on social media. It is no problem at all. I know it can be a bit of a minefield coming into the fat loss realms, but it is simple, but you really must be patient and enjoy the journey along the way. Have an awesome Monday. Speak soon.